0: The idea of the Utopia has been explored by many philosophers. In order to begin an analysis, I must go over the definition of the Utopia. The term Utopia comes from one of St. Thomas More's famous work, which is called Utopia, which as most would know is an ideal society and one that can never exist. Utopia derives from Greek, but has two meanings, Utopia which means good place and utopia which means no place. In Thomas More's Utopia, we see public property, food and hospitals are free, and all religions are tolerated. I would say the aspects of St. Thomas More's Utopia is from his own political views. As anything comes with the topic of perfection, especially when it comes into a perfect society, any novelist and any philosopher writing on the topic will always have different views on what is perfection from their political knowledge and the way they administrate law. We see this proposed utopia take place on a self-contained island, which contains 54 cities. Each city is divided into four equal parts, and the capital city, which is named Amarat, is located directly in the middle of the island. Each city has 6,000 households. as Thomas More, was a humanist we see a lot of his humanistic thought shown within the novel the utopia is framed as the philosopher's example of what is good for humanity but as thomas More was a realist he knew that it would take a lot more than classical ethics humanism and for religion to change his own society. The utopia that had came up with had its origins within two classical works, which most people would know as Plato's Republic and Aristotle's Politics. According to Plato, an ideal state possessed the four carnal virtues, which is wisdom, courage, discipline, and justice. One of the most fundamental ethical and political concepts is justice. It is a complex and ambiguous topic. When looking at Plato's three major classes proposed within this ideal state, we see that Plato's ideas of the soul can actually be compared within these three major classes. So going over the three major classes to kind of explain would be the guardians, who are the philosophers who govern the city, the auxiliaries who are the soldiers who defend it, and the lowest class, which is the producers. Now, how does this combine and how does this really relate to Plato's? ideas of the soul. We see that Plato believed every human soul is divided into three parts, appetite, spirit, and reason. Each of his three classes matches one aspect of the person's soul. The lower class is linked to appetite because of what their thoughts on social mobility are and what they want to do is progress. They have the appetite to ride. The warrior class is spirited and lives by a code of honor. The ruling class is linked to reason and to gain wisdom as the ruling class, as I just discussed, is of the philosopher. When taking a greater Look at Plato's laws, which is Plato's last work, which kind of emphasizes what is in the Republic but it goes into more explanation on the legislative body within this said ideal society. The book is a conversation on political philosophy between three elderly men an unnamed Athenian, a Spartan named Meglius, and a Cretan named Clinius. These men worked to create a constitution for Magnesia, a new Cretan colony. The government of Magnesia is a mixture of democratic and authoritarian principles that aim at making all of its citizens happy and virtuous. Like Plato's other works on political theory, such as The Statesman and The Republic, The Laws is not simply about political thought, but involves extensive discussions on psychology, ethics, theology, epistemology, and metaphysics. However, unlike these other works, The Laws combines political philosophy with implied legislation going into great detail concerning what laws should be in this new Korean colony of Magnesia. The Laws is made up of 12 books. Book 1 and 2 explore what is the purpose of government. This exploration takes the form of comparative evaluation of the practices found in the interlocker's homelands. Through the course of this discussion, a preliminary account of education and virtue is offered. Book 3 examines the origin of government and the merits of different constitutions. At book three's conclusion it is revealed that Cleinias is in charge of developing a legal code for a new colony which is we just discussed as magnesia after discussing the appropriate population, and geography of Magnesia. Book 4 analyzes the correct method for legislating law. Book 5 begins with various moral lessons, then shifts to an account of correct procedure for the founding of Magnesia and distributing the land within it. Book 6 presents the details of the various offices and legal positions in Magnesia and ends by examining merit. Book 7 and 8 discuss the musical and physical education of its citizens. Book 8 concludes with a discussion of sexuality, and economics. Book 9 introduces criminal law and analyzes what factors should be taken into account with determining a punishment. Book 10 examines laws concerning impiety and presents an account of theology. Book 11 and 12 continue with the legal code. The laws end with an account of the nocturnal council, the anchor of the city as what they put it as. The nocturnal council being the anchor of the city. Now we must take the idea of the utopia in more of a light of fiction. The idea of the perfect society would be different in many other individuals' eyes and what they perceive of their own political knowledge, which I stated before. But also, I think the real question, I think the deeper philosophical question is what is the idea of perfection? What is the individual's idea of perfection? Because we all know we have our own differences between that from the knowledge we have accumulated within life. Now, in many views, you could look at politics, for example, which I quoted earlier as an example of which St. Thomas Morris took from is the political application of the society. Would it be an oligarchy? Would it be a democracy? Would it be a republic? It is very interesting the way he perceives his utopia. I would say that the idea of utopia, has to come from the individual, not of the mass majority, because we all know that not all of the majority would agree upon the principles that you put down in certain works. Not everyone's going to agree with St. Thomas More's idea of the utopia and the idea of the perfect society. But that's why there's many different novelists and authors that have created their own utopia and the respects of their own ideological virtues. Now, I will conclude this episode and say that I will go over it in a separate podcast and a separate documentary of the ideas and the philosophers that had contributed to the idea of perfection within the philosophical realm. And thank you guys for listening. See you next time.